Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so very much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today we're going to start a whole new series. This series is entitled Carefree. That's right. Jesus wants you to be carefree. And let me tell you, it sounds impossible, but it is quite possible through Christ. God does not want you to spend your life in worry, torment, and misery. No, he wants you to experience a carefree life in Christ Jesus. So we're going to start on this series today. And today's subtitle is Why Worry About It? So I can't wait for you to hear it. Don't forget that you can log on to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and you can hear this message and the entire series. So log on today. And while you are there, please consider giving a financial donation for the support of the ministry. A little bit goes a long way. All right. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Why Worry About It? It is part one of the series entitled Carefree, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. All right. Um, this series is entitled Carefree. Carefree. That's where we want to end up when this series is over. So I pray, and you'll understand about this better as we go on throughout the series. Uh, I pray that you'll be praying with me as we go through this series. And uh, we're gonna, we have uh, some goals after this series is over, whether it's five parts, seven parts, 10 parts, 20 parts, I don't know. We're going to continue to go until the Lord uh, says, all right, it's time for you now to graze in another pasture. All right? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, it's time for you to be carefree. All right. Let's talk about our goals. Uh, here's the goal for the series. Here's the goal for the series. Uh, the goal of the series... Uh, rather, today's subtitle, yes, is Why Worry About It? That's today's subtitle. Why Worry About It? Turn to your neighbor and ask him, really, why worry about it? Why worry about it? Why worry about it? Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Why worry about it? Why worry about it? All right, the goal for this series is this. We're going to unmask worry. We're going to unmask worry. We're going to gain power over it. We're going to get delivered from it. And we're going to walk in a carefree, focused life in Christ. Let me say that again. We're going to unmask worry. We're going to gain power over it. We're going to get delivered from it and walk in a carefree, focused life in Christ. So if you pray along with us, and not just be a spectator. If you pray along with us, and when you go home, you get a hold of these, uh, get a hold of the recording, the video recording, the audio recording, you go back to your Bible, and you pray these scriptures, and you seek God about this, you'll be in the flow of the Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing now in this local fellowship, and all those that will be following us by way of media. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. So he's saying, here's an anointing that is released of carefree life. Carefree. Sounds impossible, but it's not. Living a carefree life. So this is the journey that we're going to be on. This is the journey that we're on. This is the pasture that we're going to be grazing in. All right? 
But remember, the Lord will lead us in and out. Uh, he'll lead us into green pastures. And pasture is the place of feeding. So someone asks you, well, what, is, what are you feeding on now? Where is the Holy Spirit taking you? What are you feeding on? Well, we are feeding on green grass of living a carefree life. And as I get full of the word, as I get filled with this, I will live a carefree life. So I ask the question again, why worry about it? All right, now, let me give you our opening statement. We'll make this every week. Our opening statement is this. We don't worry because of ignorance, cowardice, laziness, or because of irresponsibility. We don't worry because we have done all we can do to stand, and we've chosen to leave the rest in the master's capable hands. We don't worry because we've trusted in the greater one, and with him on our side, we know the battle has already been won. So when I'm telling you we're, we're going to live a carefree life and not worry about it, I'm not talking about ignoring problems and situations. I'm not talking about us being irresponsible. I'm talking about a shifting, and you'll see this today, there is a shifting of care that has to happen. Say with me, a shifting of care. A shifting of care away from you and onto and on your Heavenly Father. There is a shifting that God has already commanded, by the way, because you are not designed to carry care. You are not designed to carry worry. Praise Jesus. Oh, I can't wait to get into this with you. Let's go to our motivating scripture. Uh, motivating scripture here is found in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 29. Our motivating scripture, Matthew 11, chapter, verse 28 through 29, reads like this. Come unto me, all your... Matter of fact, let's try to read that together. Can we do that? All right, let's go. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Isn't that awesome? So God is promising you, the Lord said, come to me. And you find out here, he says, uh, all you that labor, we qualify. Hallelujah. Labor, laboring here talks about someone that is really burdened down with cares, really burdened down with concerns. Anyone ever been like that before? Really burdened down. And when you're so burdened down, it's hard to think, it's hard to reason, it's hard for people to get along with you, and it's hard for you to get along with them. Hallelujah. When you're burdened down with worries, when you're burdened down with care, it has actually negative effects on you spiritually and physically. When you're burdened down. Jesus said, come to me, and one thing he says, I will give you rest. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Because you can't rest when you have all these burdens and cares on you. You don't rest when you're worrying about the bills, when you're worrying about what's going to happen next week, when you're worrying about this person. When you have all that worry, you cannot rest. Jesus said, come to me. He says, come unto me, all you that, that are all you that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. There will be a transfer. I will give you rest. And then he says, 
Take my yoke upon you. Yoke talks about work. Getting yoked up with him. So we're not resting. Jesus said, okay, I'll make you rest. Go sit down. Don't do anything else ever. No, no, we, we messed that up. The first thing he says after he gives you rest is yoke. Get in the yoke with me. The picture of two oxen together plowing a field. Get in the yoke. The older oxen or the stronger oxen uh, shows away, and we pull this gospel plow with Jesus, side by side with the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, take my yoke upon you. In other words, get in here with me. Let's pull together. Hallelujah. And then he says, learn of me. That also requires something, doesn't it? For I am meek and lowly in heart. And then he finally says again, and you shall what? Find rest unto your souls. You find the rest as you get in the yoke with him, as you learn of him, as you come to him, you'll find the rest that you need. And it's interesting that he says, rest unto your souls. Your soul needs rest. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, your, your intellect. And, you know, it's, it's difficult, especially for our wonderful sisters. Can I get a whoop whoop from the sisters? There you go. You are so wonderfully made that it's hard to shut that down. It's hard to shut down the brain. It can go on and go on and go on and go on. And your soul, your mind doesn't have rest. Can somebody say amen to that? Hard to find rest. So one of the places Jesus says, he said, you'll find rest to your soul. He will quiet your mind. Thank you, Jesus, for quieting my mind. Hallelujah, sister. Amen? Having a quiet mind is a virtue. When your mind is quiet, your body will be at rest too. Hallelujah? So here's the question. Why worry about it? Now, let me give you some definitions. I'm going to start with, uh, I'll show you something on the screen in a moment. But right now, let me give you three let me give you three definitions of worry. You can write it down or make a mental note and listen to it later, but make sure you get it. Because on, in today's, today, we're going to begin to unmask worry. We're going to begin to unmask it. So we need to understand what it is. Okay? I know we've all experienced it, but what is it? All right? So here's one definition. When someone... Worry is when someone uh, gives way to or allows anxiety or uneasiness uh, to come upon them, when they allow it to come. It is when someone allows their mind to dwell on difficult difficulties or troubles. When you allow your mind to dwell on it. Sometimes these thoughts can be uncontrollable. Can anybody say amen about this? Number two, anxiety is, uh, rather, worry is a state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Again, worry is a state of anxiety uh, and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Some things haven't even, the majority of times you worry, stuff hasn't even happened. Isn't that right? Thirdly, worry is just simply fear of the unknown. You just don't know. 
Now, let me give you this highfalutin definition of the word worry. You ready for this highfalutin definition? Sock it to me. You ready, Courtney? Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Worry refers to the thoughts, images, and emotions of a negative nature in a repetitive, uncontrollable manner that results from or comes from a proactive cognitive risk analysis. Are you with me? A proactive cognitive risk analysis made to avoid or solve anticipated potential threats and their potential consequences. I like the highfalutin definition too. It simply says, uh, in short, you can't stop yourself from thinking about something bad that's going to happen. You're trying to be proactive. That's what worry is. You're trying to be proactive. When you begin to worry about something, here again, worry about stuff, hasn't even happened. And the majority of the time, the things that you worry about don't happen. Anybody have experienced that before? You worried yourself sick about something that would happen and didn't happen. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to be proactive when we worry. You're thinking about something that hasn't happened. You think about what might happen or what she could do, he could do, what they could do, and you're seeing something bad. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen. In other words, you, you are like a time traveler. You travel in time from where you are, and you already know what's going to happen. You have traveled to a parallel universe, and you seen yourself in that bad condition, and you radioed yourself back into the present. Hey, self, this is future self. Go ahead, future self, this is present self. Hey, uh, when you going to work tomorrow, they're going to slap you. <laughs> no, you're not, are we? <laughs> yeah, they're going to, you better worry about it. They're going to fire you, too. What? Over. You there? Yeah. So start worrying now, uh, present self, future self out. All right, think about the heads up. I'll start worrying right away. Thanks. Isn't that what happens? Your future self, you think anyway that you're communicating with your future, and you know what's going to happen, and so you trigger your present self. Start the worry motor. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Start the motor. Start the motor. Because we got to get started on this worry now before it gets here. Right? Things that haven't even happened yet. Making light of it, but you understand what I'm saying to you, right? So let's stop that. Now, let me give you some more definition. Let me give you, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you 28 words that are associated with the word worry. We'll see which one really hits the mark, okay? 28 synonyms. They won't be on your screen, but just listen to me. 28 words um, that are related to the word worry. Here we go. Anguish, apprehension, uh, concern, doubt. Fear, headache, misery, pain, problem, uncertainty, uneasiness, woe, annoyance, care, disquiet, distress, disturbance, uh, heartache, irritation, nag, perplexity, pest, plague, torment, torture, trial, vexation, bad news. All these words are related to worry. Hopefully you find yourself somewhere in that verse in those 28 words. Now, as we go to this, to this next point here, let me put out this warning. 
before we go out to, before we go to the next point. I am not a medical doctor. I know some of you didn't know that. I am not a medical doctor, therefore I am not qualified to give you medical advice. Seek your own physician about that. That disclaimer being said, now let me tell you this. Uh, what can happen if someone worries excessively? What can happen if someone worries excessively? That is, uh, what happens if they worry excessively over time? They worry day and night, night and day, over time. What does medical science have to say about that? Well, before we go into medical science, let's go to Proverbs 17, 22, because the Bible also tells you before we go into medical science. Proverbs 17, 22 says this, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. That was King James Version. Now, uh, the International Standard Version, listen to this. It says, uh, still uh, Proverbs 17, 22, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries one's bones. So, a merry heart or a joyful heart works like medicine. A joyful heart or merry heart is one that is without worry, without care. That is your attitude. You, it's like medicine. You're pumping medicine into your body. But someone with a broken spirit or a depressed spirit, worried all the time, that's working the opposite. It's actually feeding poison into your body. Not just in your body, but into your bones. It begins to dry your bones. That meaning we lose strength. We become decrepit. Are you hearing? Look at Proverbs 12, verse 25. I love the way this reads, too. We're going to read this out of the uh, New American Standard Bible. This says this, and it says this, Proverbs 12, 25. It says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. Anxiety talks about worry, fear, or being full of care. It weighs a man's heart down. To weigh down means to be depressed. Worry depresses your heart. Continual worry can depress your heart. Make sense? Now, let's go back to our medical side. Are you ready? Chronic worry. Now, you can find this out to yourself. Just Google it. Google it. This is what happens. Chronic worry and emotional distress can trigger a host of physical problems. The problems occur when fight or flight is triggered daily by excessive worry and anxiety. The fight or flight response causes a person's, um, uh, causes a person's uh, nervous system to release stress hormones called cortisol. Some of you heard about cortisol before. High cortisol levels... Uh, may lead to weight gain. It can also contribute to changes in a woman's um, sex drives. It can also hinder the a woman's menstrual cycle. So high levels of worry and anxiety over time can affect your physical body. And it's amazing why it talks about women more so than men. Of course, men, high excessive worrying 
releases, releases cortisol, and we'll see it begin to grow on us in weight gain, men and women. But for the women, it can affect your libido. That's a better word, libido, and, and menstrual cycles. Furthermore, anxiety and depression may also be linked to uh, high blood pressure. And it goes further on. Uh, chronic worry can affect your daily life uh, so much that it can interfere with your appetite. Anybody have been so worried that you can't even eat? I see one hand, two hands. Okay, I see a few hands. Uh, it can affect your appetite. It can affect your daily habits, your relationships, your sleep, your job performance. Many people who worry excessively or, or are so anxiety-ridden, uh, they... They seek relief. They seek relief by using drugs, alcohol, smoking cigarettes, and uh, they seek the help of pharmaceutical companies, either uh, CVS or somebody on the corner. <laughs> They're so worried, so tense, that they seek the need to find something to calm them down. Amen. Whew, glad we over that part. What does God's word say about it? Let's look at it. Let's go to Proverbs, or rather, let's go to Psalm 55, verse 22. Let's look at this. Psalm 55, verse 22. I'm going to read this first of all out of the King James Version. It says this. Here's the command of the Lord. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall what? He shall sustain thee. He shall never say never. Say never. never. Say never. never. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So first of all, he says, cast. Cast your care. Now, the word cast here means to throw or uh, to throw away that is from yourself. It means to shed, to cast down, to hurl, or to fling away from you. You're getting it away from you, right? Getting away from you and upon where? The Lord. He's not saying throw it out where you're, you just don't, you, you say, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm just going to throw it out somewhere. No, worry boomerangs. If you can't put it into someone's hands that you trust, that's going to handle it, it's going to boomerang and come right back to you. Are you hearing? So the Lord says, cast it unto him. Now listen to, listen to that same verse out of the um, uh, NIV. It says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. The word sustained there in, in both verses talks about nourish. God's going to nourish you, and he's going to maintain you. But you got to let him have it. Amen? All right. Now, this, this is powerful, too. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, and then I will need uh, two demonstrators, somebody to help me to illustrate a point. So we'll find out who that will be in a moment. Are you ready? All right, 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 9. Let's look at this. It says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the older. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God what does what? Resist the proud, and what? Gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Let's read verse 7 together. Ready? Let's go. 
casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, uh, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist, or rather whom uh, resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, same troubles, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. People are going through some of the same stuff that you're going through. You are not unique. You, rather, your troubles are not unique. You are unique, but your troubles are not. Are you hearing? Now, notice something in verse number 8. It says, if, uh, verse 7 says, we've got to cast the cares, but if we don't cast the care, then the devil's there, walking about, seeing whom he may devour. Now, walking talks about an examination. So he's going to, he's looking, like a lion, looking, looking seeing who is full of care, seeing who is full of worry, and he knows how to pounce on that one. One of the, devil, one of the things the devil is known to do, Kelly, he, he's known to kick you when you're down. When you're full of worries, when you're full of care, oh, you find him there with a baseball bat right over you because he wants really to condemn you and judge you and then pour it on and pour it on and pour it on and pour it on. Your worry, your fear, your cares are attractant to him. It's an attractant. It's, ooh, what's growing in the oven there? Mmm. Something's in the kitchen. Mama's in the kitchen with Dinah. Mama's in the kitchen, I know. Mama's in the kitchen with Dinah. There's some grits on the stove. I made up the grits part there. <clears throat> but anyway... It's an attractant to the enemy. It attracts him. Someone that is filled with care, filled with worries, filled with fear, it attracts him to you. Attracts him to you. This is why I believe that Job was uh, opening the door for the enemy because he said, uh, very thing that I have feared has come upon me. He was covered by the blood. Yes, he made the, he offered the blood of sacrifice for his children daily. He said, oh, they may have sinned. They, they may have cursed God. So I've got to rise and I've got to offer the blood of sacrifice for them. But secretly he was harboring fear and the enemy was there walking about the edges, trying to get in Job's life, trying to get in, trying to get in, trying to seek away, walking, trying to seek away. Then he finally goes before God and God says, have you considered Job, yeah, I considered him. He keep calling me over there, cooking that old good pot roast with fear. Hey, I've been wanting to get some of that in there, but I can't go because you got him protected. The fear put Job on the devil's radar. Are you hearing? So when you have excessive fear, excessive worry, excessive uh, anxiety, it's going to attract. It's also going to attract other crazies, too. Are you hearing? Now, I want you to see this. So we got to deal with this. So the Bible says uh, that we have to cast all our care upon him. It says, cast all our care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, let's look at verse number 7 in particular here. Now, uh, casting takes place. We can see it in the previous versions or the previous verses. Casting takes place with a humble heart, uh, a humble and submitted heart, because he starts with saying, "Humble yourself, there, submit to one another." So that's when the casting—that's the proper attitude. All right. Uh, and then it says, "Then I want you to know too, 
that if we, again, if we don't cast our cares, if we don't deal with this, it's going to be attractive to the enemy. And of course, you're going to wear your body out. Constantly being in a state of fight or flight. Oh, something's going to happen. Oh, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's just going to wear you out. How many of you have ever worried so much and um, you worry and uh, you're tired all the time? I only see a couple of hands. Okay, I guess y'all keep on living. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it mentally and emotionally drains you. Drains you. Oh, oh, oh. It drains you. It drains your heart. And when you're in that state, you don't want to praise God. You don't want to read your Bible. You don't want to, yeah, you, you want to get on the next train to get out of there. And it's coming now. It better be the right train. But when you're in that sort of worry, all you want to do is escape. So we'll seek the drugs. We'll seek the alcohol. We'll we'll seek this and that. We'll seek that, trying to find release from the stress that you're under. Instead, let's seek it from the Lord. The Lord says, come to me, all you labor. He said, I'll give you some rest. (sighs) Take a breath. (sighs) Somebody used to use a tic tac. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right, but anyway. So there's a warning. We got to deal with it. Okay, we got to deal with it. All right. Now, the word casting here, there, casting of the cares, casting does mean, of course, to, like, like in the Old Testament, it means to, uh, to throw upon, to place upon, to give up to God. Give up to God. Casting has the idea of transferring ownership. If one does it correctly, that would mean that he would lose the right to take it back without obtaining permission from its new owner. Did you get that? Notice the Bible says here again, casting, what's what's verse number seven say again? Casting what? Casting what? Casting how many cares? A few of them? One or two? If you're casting what? If you're casting what? If you're casting all your care to God, how much care do you have left? Thus we say carefree life. Somebody may be getting it right about now. Because really you have been obedient to God. And as a result of your obedience in casting it all to him, now you live a carefree life. Hallelujah! Glory to God, it's possible. Hallelujah. Now, I need somebody who's going to demonstrate this for me, please. Uh, come on, James, you stand back there. Come on, you already stand on your feet, so come on up. Now, I will be the person that has the care. These two batteries are representative of my care. All right? James is going to play the role of God. Bless him, Lord. (laughs) Bless him, Lord. He is going to play the role as God. Now, I have this care. I have this worry. I have this concern. I'm not sure what you have in your hand already. 
what you're concerned about, what you're worrying about, what's causing you to lose sleep, what's affecting your relationships, what's there, what's keeping you from God, what are you worrying about? I'm not sure what it is, but this is what God's telling you to do. He's actually commanding you. It's written in the imperative uh, tense, which means it's a command. God says, I command you, give your care to me. That's what the Father's doing right now. Now, do I have to ask him, God, take my care? God, take my care. God, take my care. No, he's waiting already. It's up to me to say, I cast all my cares. And I give it to him. Right? Now, the word cast also means to throw. It won't hurt that much. Come on. <laughs> Which means I have to forcefully get it away from me. It means to place and it means to throw. So we just can pretend at this moment. Oh, no, no, no. In other words, get it away from you. I have to get this away from me. Now, here's the difficult thing. As God is standing with me with his hand out. The thing about these cares, they're sticky, and they want to cling to you. They're very sticky, and it's hard to release, to let it go, especially when you've been thinking about it for quite some time. But I love him. I love her. And I can't stop thinking about what may happen. What may happen. But I love, but I love, but I love, but I love, but I love. Oh, Lord, I dropped it. I got to pick it up. I know it. Thank you. Get it over with. Thank you. That's what I want to tell people so much. Get it over with. Come on. Now, this thing is hurting me. Every moment that I have it in my hand, it is hurting me. Every moment that you have your care, your worry, it's eating you up. But it's sticky. We got to get it over with and give it to God. Thank you. Once I release it, if I properly release it to the Lord, the Lord is the new owner. If I've properly given it to him, I can't take it back without his permission. Can I have back my worries, Lord? No, he's not going to open his hand and give it to me. <laughs> Play right, James. <laughs> Are you hearing? He has it. Once the Lord has it, we release it. Now, he has my problem now. He has my care. So I don't have the problem anymore. God does. I don't have to worry about this anymore because God's got it. Are you hearing? Now, if I want to take back the notion after you've gone before God in prayer, listen, if you can get it back, you haven't given it to him. If you can pray about it, get up and go think about it again and worry about it again, you haven't given it to him. 
And that means it's time to go back. Are you hearing? Let's try to land this plane today. Thank you, um, God, James. Thank you so much. <laughs> Give him a hand, would you? All right. Now, here's a question again. Here's a big question. I think we're going to really try to stop around this point today. Are you getting out something out of this? All right. Here's a big question. Are you ready to let it go? That's the big question. I'm not sure what you're worrying about. It could be a thing. It could be money. It could be a person. It could be your children. It could be your grandchildren. It could be a job. I'm not sure. Are you ready to let it go? That's a big question. Now, so I want you to see this last thing that we're going to go uh, and go. The word care. Go back up to verse number seven. I want you to see this. The word care here, there are two, you see it, two um, mentions of the word care in verse number seven. It says, cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. Now, these are two different words. English is translated uh, as the same, but they're two different words. The first care here is a word, uh, merimna. I'm only going to say that once. Because I don't know if I can say it again. But that first care, when the Lord talks about cast our care, that care talks about anxiety or fear through the, through the fault of or the idea of distraction. You're worried so much that you are distracted from the rest of your life. You can be worried so much that you're distracted from your children, distracted from your wife. You know, they can be in the same room with you and talking to you, but you're so distracted by worry, you don't even hear a word they say. Anybody? Amen. Worry can speak so loud. Say, don't you remember we talked about last night? Oh, we did. Say, are you listening to me? Well, I'm right here. Are you listening to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to sort of wake yourself up out of that to really focus on someone else. Worry can so distract you. So when he talks about this first care here, it's talking uh, marimna. Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, it talks about fear, fear or anxiety to the point of, it, of uh, distraction. Uh, it means also to be thrown in different directions. You're not focused. This worry has you in different directions. Your mind is going all over the place, different directions. It's hard for you to focus. So the Lord says, cast that marina, praise Jesus, to me. Give me that care. Give me that fear. Cast that to me. Then he says, for he does what? For he cares for you. Now that word second care there uh, is the word um, melai. Thank you, Lord. Melai. It's a little bit easier. Melai. That does not mean uh, cast your fear unto cast your fear or your concerns or your distractions unto the Lord because He is also fearful and concerned about you. Oh, you're gonna get loose, you're gonna lose your job. Oh no. God's not saying, uh, cast your fear to me because I'm gonna be fearful for you. Oh, what's your boss gonna do now? Oh, you're going to the doctor again? Oh, what the doctor gonna say? What's the doctor gonna say? That's not what the scripture is saying. Are you hearing me? He's, this second word, um, meli, means to care about. Thank you, Jesus. It means to care about. He says, in, in essence, give me your worry, give me your concern, give it to me, like we did a moment ago, give it to me because I care about you. 
In other words, I will watch over you like a mother uh, chicken, chicklet, I mean chicken, hen, yes, there we go, cares for the little chicklets, the baby chickens, right? Like a mother cares for her babies. Come here, let me care for you. Let me care for you, right? God says, give me your care. Give me your worry. Give me your anxiety. Give me the things that are distracting you. Give me that. Give that to me because I will watch over you. I will cover you. Listen, you hear that? Now, two definitions that we're going to go on today. I hope you hear this. Looking, looking back at verse number 17 again, he says, cast all your care. In other words, cast all your care to me, putting you a state of not worry, don't worry, or carefree. This first one, he says, because God cares for you. God is taking care of you. Like, again, he's watching over you like a mama bird watches over the little baby birds. He's watching, cast all your care because he cares for you. Now, listen to the second definition here. He says, cast all your care for. He said, cast, let's read again, verse. It says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. Now, first definition was cast his care because he's going to look out for you. He's going to watch out for you, basically. But notice this also says, for he will care for you. He will do the caring. He will do the caring. Now, here's an example of this. There's a woman that, that has been shopping all day. Let's, let's use Sister Ware. Shopping all day at the mall. And for some reason, she decides to ride the bus. So she has all kind of packages from Macy's. I got my Macy's. And all JCPenney's. She's got all these bags, and they're very heavy. And she goes on the bus. Hello, Mr. Bus Driver. I'm Linda. Hi, bus. And she stands with her packages. She's on the bus now. She's paid a fare. And she's told the driver that she's going to a double Dutch affair. FIFA, fool. I'm a dog. Here it comes. We're going to stop it right there. It just sort of happens sometimes. Don't worry about it. It's another 80s sort of thing, maybe. Anyway, so she gets on the bus. She pays the fare. And she stands in the middle of the aisle there, and she's holding her packages, heavy packages in her hands. And the driver notices as he's driving down the road, he looks back in his rearview mirror. What is that lady doing standing up with her packages? What is she? Is she? Is she's. <laughs> as the bus is going down the road, she's trying to hold best to hold. They're very heavy. They're very heavy. She's trying to hold them. She's holding all of her worries, holding all of her cares. The driver's like, "What is wrong with lady?" <laughs> with the lady standing in the aisleway, uh, please be seated because um, I'm carrying her and her packages. I'll carry you and what you have. <laughs> she finally realizes that the bus is strong enough to carry her and her concerns. So the Lord says, cast your cares to me because I'm big enough to carry you and it so you can relax and enjoy the ride. That, that makes sense? In essence, I'll care for you. If somebody has to care about it, I'll do the caring. You relax. 
Does that make sense? Lord says, cast your care upon me, and I'll care for you. Cast your care upon me because he cares for you. He cares for you. He'll carry it. If someone has to do the caring or worrying, if somebody has to do it, let it be on him so you can live a carefree life. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Let him do the care. Let him do it. He has it already. Now let's go to our confession and we'll stop here today. All right, let's do our confession here. Ready? Let's do our confession. My heavenly Father watches over me and cares for me so that I may live a carefree life. And okay, two different versions. All right, let's, let me read yours. <laughs> let's try it again. Ready? Let's go. My heavenly Father watches over me and cares for me so that I may live a life free from distraction and so I may fully love and, and serve him. Forgot to change my copy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's do that one more time, okay? Let's go. My heavenly Father watches over me and cares for me so that I may live a life free from distraction and so I may fully love and serve him. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We'll stop there today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says goodbye now. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody's willing to release care today. Now, as you go before the Lord and release care, the Bible says all care. But as humans, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to help us to release all of our care. It would take a miracle of God for you to go out this building today and all of your care is in God's hands because releasing all your care talks about trust and faith. If someone had a bill to pay and it had to be paid by Friday, you say, I don't have the money, but uh, I talked to pastor and my bill is a thousand dollars. And he said he had it in his hand. It's just pocket change. Praise Jesus. Oh, psh, why are we talking about it? If somebody had a bill, a house note to pay, the, the house is about to be foreclosed, uh, and they needed $350,000. They said, I talked to the pastor. He got, in his, he got in his hand, just pocket change. Amen. Why are we talking? Hallelujah. <laughs> why are we talking? Right? If I said to you, don't worry about it. I got it. Give me, give me the bill. Give me the debt. Transfer that care to me. I'll see about it for you. Causing you to be carefree. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. 
And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.